Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. heard of the PBS series Somewhere South? No. Do tell. Well, it just premiered March 27th. Okay. Well, PBS does it right. They do. A lot of their shows, so. It's funny, having a toddler, we're on PBS a lot, but (laughs) adult content is on point as well. Oh, yeah. So this is um, a celebrity chef. Her name's Vivian Howard. I don't know if people will know. You know her. her. Okay. Okay. So she is the host and she had a previous show called A Chef's Life. Yes. So have you seen that? That might be where I know her from. Okay. Okay. Well, this is a, it's going to be a six part series. They have released three already. I think it's, I guess it's Friday night. I remember liking this lady. She's cool. She's North Carolina. She's got a real thick accent. And very personable, I think. Yeah. Just relatable, down home. Yeah. Married with a kid, at least, I think. Definitely. Like, I just remember yeah. now, yeah. It's, just, it's coming back. Well, I loved how the show is described as how breaking bread and sharing a meal can create a comfortable place to have meaningful, memorable conversations. So it's this culinary tour she's taking all around the South. Ooh. And the first one I watched was an episode on hand pies. Okay. Okay. So the topic, it's, they're about an hour long. Oh, I remember. What? Where I recently heard about her. Oh. Okay. That wonderful podcast, The Southern Fork. Yes, Stephanie. She interviewed this lady. Okay. I mean, it wasn't, it was just a few weeks ago. Okay. And, um, yes, very good interview. And it intrigued me about this. It's all coming back now. Well, the hand pies one is, it hooked me. It, so the gist is that there's, there are hand pies in many cultures. Okay. So like the South doesn't own the hand pies market. Right. That's not what she's saying at all. Um, she grew up in North Carolina where they had apple jacks. Okay. So imagine like a fried pie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, sweet apple. The Spanish have their empanadas. Yes. If you've ever had an empanada, that usually has like a chorizo or some sort of a pork or sausage. Yes. And it's kind of more savory. And she travels over to West Virginia, talks okay. to some coal miners, and they talk about this pepperoni roll that they have, which is 
sort of the same uh, concept where there's... And it would have a protein. Yeah. They actually cut it as a stick, like a pepperoni stick. Okay. And then they have the dough around it. But it was so that the miner could hold something all in one hand. Yes. And then, you know, because it's dark and they That's can't... how the Scotch egg was born. Did oh, you know that? I forgot that? about so that. So that they could have it in their pocket. So it was like a breaded sausage boiled egg. Yeah. Love All of it. this is so fascinating. Well, what sh- what Vivian Howard discovers is these are very time consuming to make any okay. of these. Okay, and I loved that she tied it all into the fact that coal miners are using this for their lunch, and men out in the field that are laboring for long hours. Okay, let's put some hard work into, into what, what we're we doing. Them yeah, it was really working. sweet. That's just cool. an appreciation. That she drew out of the time that um, goes into these pastry items. So the second episode is Porridge for the Soul. She's going to talk about grits. Okay. The third one is Dumpling Dilemma. So anyway, I've only watched the first one. It's available. Every culture has these things Exactly. I think that's what they're going to do the whole series is they're going to go. This is awesome. Topical and then draw down into how the South is representing those different forms. But they're an hour. They're on PBS.org if you don't get PBS okay. on your own television or on Amazon Prime. You can watch somewhere south. I love this so much. So we thought our episode today was going to be book reviews of many books we've been reading. Yes. But little change of uh, plan when we got here with our notes. Yes. Laura Beth found a book called The Art of Gathering. How We Meet and Why It Matters by Priya Parker. Love, love, love (laughs) this book. So she read it and then she was like, Lainey, you really need to read this. It's one of the best books I've read in a long time. And I'm like, really? I was, in all honesty, thinking, I think I'm pretty good at gathering. I bet you were. I mean, that that looks like a pretty big book, but I'll read it, I guess. So I've read seven books so far this year. It's a goal of mine to read more this year. And I say that with a lot of pride because I'm a really slow reader. And so it did take me some time to read this, but I flew through it at a faster pace, even for myself. Yes. So I heard about this book from a couple of sources, but really it was the title that grabbed me, The Art of Gathering. Yeah. And I thought, this has got Southern hospitality written all over it. But what could we, like you were saying, what could we possibly need to learn? Well, I'm always learning. In all honesty, even when I said just now that I was like, oh, I think I'm pretty good at that. What I really mean is I always want to be learning new things. And I'm pretty good at that. So do I need to devote more time to that? Yeah. That was what I kind of initially thought. Wow, do I have a lot of room of yeah. growth needed. So, <laughs> so the book came out a couple of years ago, but just last week it came out in paperback form. Okay. So I would go ahead and say, get on your Amazon account right now and go ahead and order this. Because by the time you finish this review that we're about to do, you're going to want it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, will share some of our room for growth areas, some of the things that stood out to us. But... Um, Yeah, I think it's going to take a whole episode just to do this one. So let's do it. Well, she's really pushing us to think differently about our gatherings. Yeah. And And being intentional about every part. Yes. So even if you are Southern and hospitality is innately in you, there is an element of autopilot that we can get on. Oh, pretty I can easily. Give good examples of that. Whether that be birthdays and how we're celebrating it, showers and how we throw them, Easter lunches and how we divvy up who's this bringing is how what. We always it's do just it. autopilot. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. So I loved it, and I loved that she even wants to ask the why. Why are we gathering? Why are you hosting? Because she says every gathering reflects your values. And I was so like, good. whoa. So anyway, let's talk about some favorites from the book or yeah. some things that stood out. Yeah. Well, you want to start? Yeah. So I will say the invite. Okay. I do pay attention to how I, I word things. I think you got to start further, further back. Okay, go. I'm sorry. No, I, I love it. See, I'm already, you gotta go I'm further still back learning. Than that. To that, why are we gathering? Yeah. That's truly the question. Yeah. What's the point? So before I start thinking about the invite, which we do have to get to. Yeah. And we do have, yeah. It's the why. Yeah. And as I was reading this, I was even remembering something recent where um, a person who I love on the staff of our church wanted to gather the singles. Cool. Yeah. And it really even blessed me as a, he's married with five children. That he even cared that he even about acknowledged yes. the singles. Yes. So Love that it. was precious. Yes. But um, he reached out to two singles to discuss it's having this play. gathering. Mm -hmm. And I asked, what, why are we gathering? I think I literally said, what, or what is, is the text. point? Yeah. Exactly. And really that was just to help me think through... The who, the how, the, yes. all those other questions. Yes. But we had to start with the why. And his response, and again, this is somebody I love and I think is a treasure of a person. He said, isn't just, isn't just gathering enough? And I felt guilt that I had asked the question because I thought, oh, I'm so glad he wanted to do that. And I guess I just wanted more details as to the goal. Yeah. But... Maybe I'm bad for even asking that. So I just said, yes, it's enough. So and we did have a nice time. And that was probably the end of it, right? A nice time. But even in the reflections on it, there was some things that I think could have been better. Yeah. And this is not just because I wasn't the host, because I can tell right. you plenty of things I hosted we'll, where we'll I messed share up. share some bloopers at the end of our But topic. I'm just voicing that I, I had inherently in me the, well, what's our goal here? Not yeah. that I wouldn't come regardless of what it was. That's cool. You even knew to ask. But I just thought that. Thought that. And then I felt guilty. Well, that's, <laughs> that is the premise of the book as well. It's, you know, she says... Why do so many get-togethers leave us feeling vaguely unsatisfied, maybe even a little hollow? Uh-huh. Especially if you just hung out with people you really enjoy. Right? What's the unsatisfaction in that? Well, it's because you didn't have things planned out and laid out. Yeah, perfect to... recipe, set in the right playlist. Those... All of that was driving. Hopefully. But those, those don't leave people with the... You matter. Yes. Sort of. Yes. Walk away that yes. you want them to. So this is like such a sweet spot of where I want to get better. I'm excited about talking about this. So what would you say is an example of a why for gathering? Okay. Do you have some? Well, I have, as I read this, um, I thought through things I have been to. Oh, for sure. You can't and so, not. Right. And things that, so I have one example of when I hosted, I'm not okay. saying I nailed everything she said, but right. I did think through, I did a Valentine's Day gathering about, I think this was about four or five years ago. Okay. 
where my goal was Valentine's Day can be a hard day for if you're single. Absolutely. And so what could I do? What could I host that would make that day a little more pleasant yes. for a single person? Yes. And in this case, it was single women. I wasn't just having singles, like co-ed singles. Yes. Which that could be a cool that could be thing to too. do too. Maybe actually. next year somebody's not single. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this one was for, and I wanted women to feel beautiful, single Aww. women to feel beautiful. Like that's what I want. That was the goal. I want them to that's feel beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Um, not shunned or overlooked, which is what you kind of can feel. Absolutely. On that day. <laughs> the, the 13th or 15th, right. <laughs> both directions. Three, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And actually I don't remember if my, I don't think my thing felt literally on the day it was. I think it was on a Friday or a Saturday night. So okay. it was for the working women okay. too, to be able yeah. to attend. So anyhow, um, with that being my goal, I didn't want them to have to bring anything. I didn't want, I wanted to do all of that. Yeah. Um, I had like a fun cocktail. So if great. If they wanted to, you know, have a cocktail, I had pretty food. Um, I'm sure your table looked beautiful. Where they could just kind of stroll in, yes. be served. Yes be with others. Yes. But what I asked them to do was bring a gift okay. of something that makes you feel beautiful. Oh my gosh. I love this. So it was like, most people came with like, this is my favorite lip gloss or this is my favorite bubble bath or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And we did like a little, um, gift exchange. This is brilliant. So you left with something that was, you know, a fluffy thing yeah. that might make you feel beautiful. I love that you brought this in in February because everybody thinks of gift exchanges at Christmas time. True. The white elephant. And, and I just said like under $20. Like yeah. I didn't want somebody to think like, oh, I've got to bring that night cream that yeah. I splurge on. Yeah. You know, just something small. Wow. I got a lip gloss that I love. Really? Yes. So, and she actually brought it in two colors. And so those are long gone because this was four or five years yeah. ago. But, it, you know, often when I would put it on, I was thinking of the person that gave it to me. It was just super sweet. So this is awesome. That was a goal that I had yes. that I felt Making like single women feel beautiful and was, seen. Yeah. Love it. So that's when you hosted. And even the product exchange, like people talked about it, like, oh my gosh, I love this bubble bath so much because blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and so we even had that was something to do at your event something to talk about yeah, yeah. kind of a thing too. Most of these women had at least met at one time or sure. another through yeah. me, yeah. but not everybody really knew each other. Okay. So how fun, a good goal. I thought, yeah. Have you been to one where you thought this person had a point? Like they've either, absolutely. They, whether they realized it or not, they thought through this. So as I was reading this book, I thought about an event I went to that, mm -hmm. This woman nailed. Things. Really? I don't know if she actually had read this book. Okay. But I felt like she really nailed so many things. Well. Okay. Like. So this was a um, ministry. Okay. That was having a women's gathering that was okay. called The Oasis. Okay. And as I'm reading the book, I just was like, oh my gosh, Kathleen did that. Kathleen did that. She did that. Like, I, again, don't know that she's read this, but she just was really thought through. Yeah. So for instance, she, um, 
had a beautiful website that told about the event. And the Oasis being the name is right. already You're already so telling. intrigued to Well and you just know it's gonna be place. it's gonna be a, a replenishment in a dry season or in a dry circumstance. Now this event happened in March. So this is just what, six weeks ago? Right. Less Probably the last gathering you went to. The last gathering I went wow. to, literally. Wow. Because already there was, you know, it, there was no limitation of the gathering, but there was already whispers of this pandemic and this. Yeah. Okay. So, do you want me just to tell several of the things that she did Please right? do. Yeah. So, it was on a Friday night and a Saturday. When, before the event even happened, for a couple of weeks, she emailed you. Oh, so she's already kind like of a, laying the, setting the table, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that she said in one of the emails was, I want you to be comfortable. Feel free to bring your house shoes. I'll have mine. Wow. Kind of a thing of like, this is not a conference where you're going to be uncomfortable. Please feel free to. Wow. You know, bring your house shoes. And wow. So that was cool. Cause I didn't bring that on Friday night. Right. What's this going to be like? Right. But she had hers. She put them on in front of us. Like, okay, I'm putting my house shoes on. So I took mine on Saturday and it was so so fun. Like to just settle in, be cozy. Well, in this book, Priya Parker talks about your event starts as soon as your guests hear about your event. Yes. So that was fascinating to me and to so think through what you're, oh. yeah, what you're saying is, you know, whether it be the first email she sent, the first time you laid eyes on the website that had the details, the event has started. It has. Oh but my I've gosh. never thought of that. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, even invitation matters. Mm-hmm. Or how you heard about it yes. from your friend. Yeah. Like, it's already starting. Yeah. What's this? What's the energy around this? Yes. And I love that. It almost makes you put a considerable amount of emphasis on how you're going to even share. Like, don't start talking about the fact that you're hosting a dinner party soon with other people. You want the buzz to be right away. Until you're ready energetic. to start giving details of the dinner so, party. Such a it's good It's almost point. like you want to sell it. So yeah. that people are excited and they're going to RSVP. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. So what else did uh, the Oasis do so great? Well, I thought it was interesting because on that Friday night when we came through the door right away, somebody, they had like a greeting team. Oh, cool. I didn't know all these people. I knew a few of them. Yeah. Um, but they, um, welcome. Um, what was your name? Oh, let's go get your name tag. Okay. Name tags are good. So we go to get our name tag and your name tag had not just your name on it already. It's not like here, grab a Sharpie and write it. Mm -hmm. It was printed out and not just with your name, but the meaning of your name. Are you serious? Which she's going to type like tap into later. Wow. I'll get into that if you want me to or not, but it was intentional. Wow. Even the layout of the name tag. Sure. She had thought through all these details. So on the back of the name tag, it was real pretty, Mm -hmm. but it was burlap with lace on top of it. Oh, wow. And she later started talking about how the hard, rough things that we've been through can still be made beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Like, I I can't even tell you about all the details of this event, but she had thought through all of them. Everything down to the name tag pinned on (laughs) to your wow shirt, right? So things like that from getting your name tag, 
she had an area that she called the triage. There was about four or five comfortable chairs okay. that she had this sheer fabric okay. kind of laid. It hung Maybe from like, the ceiling and made you in a, like a cocoon. I almost imagine like mosquito netting or something. Yes. Just real thin. Yes. Okay. And a woman came and had these warm hand towels okay. that had essential oils on them for us to take one, go sit in that chair and just smell those essential oils, wipe your hands with that warm towel. Quiet yourself. Quiet yourself. Prepare yourself for like it was it was so interesting to me because it was a Friday night like we've all been working sure or sure dealing with your family all day yeah. or whatever so you need to change gears yes you need to really kind of change your mindset yeah but literally even with the buzz of this virus it was like clean your hands oh. I don't know if that's what she was sure. trying to do but even just bringing cleanliness you into being with people to be if you're gonna touch the coffee pot here in a few minutes you need to which may be a new normal clean. for gatherings we don't know I about this yeah of like do i want to do that with every massage yeah it's kind of a cool idea yeah of let's clean your hands and your mind can be wow. refreshed wow loved it so much and then you know throughout the weekend there was tons of details she had little gifts along the way mm. i don't i'm not talking about expensive things but there was just little things that was like um, remembrances of what the teachings that we had sure. and that kind of thing. Wow. So, so much was done right. Yes. This in is this gathering. Like a web, a, a web of intentionality is <laughs> yes. what I hear you saying. Well, that sounds amazing. I, I love that she thought through that all. And what I feel like I, a lot of times jump to are, what many do, the details of the table, the food, the drink, maybe some of the seating, because I have a small home, so I do think through that. The music, we've talked about that, like thinking through Sometimes, sometimes okay. that's an afterthought for me. Like, everybody's coming, let me just quickly put on something. Mm -hmm. Well, I've done that too. You know, you, know, you do, I, I've often said the sensory journey, so I like to think through mm. what does it smell like, what's it sound like, that kind of thing. Yeah. But there's still more yeah. to grow in. Yeah. So I would say one of the places I definitely saw need for improvement that she mentions is how to best connect my guests. Because a lot of times I'm inviting people that at least know of each other. Okay. And some of them know each other well, and I fall victim to thinking that that's enough. And that they are going to just, their conversation is going to naturally bloom just by the sheer fact of them seeing one another. And the event has begun, right? There's just wonderful small talk happening, little catch-up moments. And, you know, maybe I'll throw a topic out for our dinner conversation. But I've laid the food out. I've done the, the so hard done. work in gathering people. And, yeah, now it's time for me to kick my feet up and just watch the conversation happen. And, wow, does that not happen. And what often happens, even as an attendee, I know I do this, is I will sometimes just flock to the ones I know well. Oh, yes. I haven't seen her in a while, but yes. I love her. I'm just going to talk to her. Yes. Or, oh, I haven't seen that guy, and I've been meaning to tell him X, Y, Z. Yeah. Then I don't talk to the new people. I know. Or, so I that's... Know. I know. So there's a moment where she's saying that you got to connect your guests and introduce people, and I thought of that moment in Bridget Jones's diary, the first one, 
where she's talking about, I think her quote is, introduce people with thoughtful details and interesting tidbits. And so in typical Bridget Jones fashion, she has a dialogue happening in her head of what she wants to say about the people she's introducing, which are very rude comments that she would never actually vocalize. But instead, she says something delightful and very English, you know, in in her nature. But um, I thought of that. I was like, you do have to set people up and know who you're introducing to whom and like draw out that commonality yeah so that they even have something to leap off and talk about with one another yeah that's good and it is absolutely intentional it is it doesn't just happen you gotta think through all of that ahead and we've talked about sometimes it's good if you're having seating to seat people such that you could have those kinds of things happen but if you don't ever tell them are they even gonna go there exactly there's an example I absolutely love. I'm going to do this you in the You look passionate right now. So she says that um, you can host a party in making connections by telling all of your guests that they can't pour their own drink. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's a- adorable. Yes. This is bound to lead to people conversing. If you're not allowed to pour your own drink, so whether that be a, you know, a pitcher of water or sweet tea that's on your table or a bar that you have set up that people are I've going got to at. ask somebody to make one for me or somebody's got to offer. Yeah. Love this. I mean, that alone is going to spark conversation and is so natural and it's going to continue to come up all night That's because right. especially if you have real intentionality and maybe you give them small, the cups. small cups. Love this. So I'm definitely going to do that on a future event. What else stood out to you from the book? Um, several things. So one thing that I thought about a fail that I've done, because I have several of those as well. She's talking about being very strategic with the space. Now, I, I'm good in certain aspects of this and not others. Because, again, we both have kind of small homes. I've had to think through. Uh, there's not enough countertop space for having drinks and food in the kitchen. So let's put the drinks in there, you know, kind of a thing. And that'll spread people out. Yeah. So she does in fact talk about having things in different places as did, uh, Peggy knows Stevens in her book about, um, entertaining around bourbon. But, um, I loved when she started talking about moving rooms. This was brilliant to change the vibe. Yes. Of a party. And, I recently had a just a dinner where I was trying to connect some people. There was only uh, myself and three other attendees. Okay. But the whole time we were sitting at the kitchen table. And right. I, there again, inherently thought, we should move rooms. We've done eating. We should go sit in the living room just to change it up. And this was before you'd even read the book. I hadn't read the book yet. Yeah. And so I said, this is where I failed. I didn't have the... She talks the about gumption or the authority, the authority, yeah. walking in the authority of being the host. I said, do you guys want to move rooms? And mm-hmm. they said, no, we're fine. Mm-hmm. And I had this disappointment. Right. Because I felt like we should. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You don't ask them. No, you're the host. Gosh, this is a hard one. I'm the host. Okay. I'm taking up the plates and we're going to go drink our coffee in the living room. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, cause they wouldn't say, no, we're not going to do that. Right. I don't think these people would have said that. Right. They're not going to be defiant to their host. I don't but think. But yet they were like, not, you know, when asked, they're, they're cozy. 
Yeah, they're settled into their seat, and you were trying to change the atmosphere, probably to change conversation. I wanted to change conversation. I actually was concerned about the person that was sitting on one side of the table thinking he probably wasn't comfortable. Okay. But now, if people say, no, we're good, are you going to say, oh, I'm not good? I'm not. I'm the only one that is uncomfortable in my chair. I need a better back supporting chair. Because there's no back support. Yes. And and so that's kind of what I was concerned about, but I didn't take the authority in a good way. Wow. So steering things intentionally, not asking your guest what they want to do or that's not how it, how it rolls. Yeah. Um, for success. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do that different in the future Okay, where I'm, I'm going to just say, okay, here's what we're doing next. Yeah. I would say, again, another place I could use some more work in is this very thing, authority. So I wouldn't mind necessarily opening my event, maybe even proposing a toast before dinner or a prayer or a blessing over a meal. I wouldn't mind doing that at all mm-hmm. or even calling upon somebody, you know, to do that. To do that. But the authority that I don't exercise is keeping the event moving. Right. Like you're saying, Mm -hmm. you wanted to change rooms or proposing something we're going to do. So whatever that might be, maybe it's games we're about to play. Maybe it's table topics that we're about to discuss. And there's going to be somebody that's like, oh gosh, I don't like games or oh gosh, whatever. Yes. But that doesn't mean they're not going to be dying laughing in 15 minutes. No. Because they got stretched. True. Or was, should that have been something I even Put mentioned? on the invite. Mm-hmm. This if is I what we're doing, thought. and then they can decide if they want to come or exactly. not. Good point. Yeah. But I would say even authority in closing my event. Mm-hmm. So being an introvert, I enjoy being with people. But then I, as an introvert, sort of have my moment where I've been, my cup is filled. You know, yeah. I, my, my internal love tank is filled and... I'm ready to go. I'm also um, early to bed. And so if it's an evening event, I don't mind myself bowing out at 9 o'clock, 9.30, you know. Check in with your extrovert sister. Right. So there are extroverts (laughs) at any gathering, no matter if you're in a home or a restaurant or where you are, that could go on all night. And I loved her example in it's actually unfair as the host to not formally close your event because the introverts or those even just with maybe another obligation to get to, they think they're being rude Mm -hmm. by dismissing themselves early or having to slip out. And the extroverts are missing any cues as well that the event is concluding. And then they may feel silly going, Oh, was I the last one at the party? Yeah. Right. The, even the, um, the moving of rooms can be your clothes, she said. You know, like, let's... We're going to do this cup of coffee, and mm-hmm. then I'll... Yeah. yeah. We're going to move into the living room or to the, you know, foyer and have, you know, one last whatever. We're going to yeah. have one last cocktail. We're going to have one last cup of coffee. She even said, I've got a parting gift for you. That's a fun way to do it, too, because it's like, oh, she, you know, we're all going to leave with this thing. Exactly. But we're leaving. Yes. It's a nice way of saying yes. you're leaving soon. And even the example was um, candy bars, like really fun candy bars. And, you know, how it's not s- about how much it costs. Right. How silly to think of adults clamoring for candy bars. Well, if you don't get them very often or it's if true. that's a surprise to you, then you might be one to meet at the door. And, well, uh, and you're setting your guideline, whereas there might be 
four people that are like, hey, let's go see the new hotel and have a drink. Exactly. As they're leaving. Yes. Because they're not done. Exactly. The and that's okay. Fa- the famous, you don't have to, what is it? You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's fine. Go right. do something else. But our event is closed. We're wrapping it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I even think about, for some reason, just in this moment, as you were saying that, I like how our pastor often will end the church service by saying, we're going to um, do a few more songs of worship. But you feel free, if you have lunch plans, to go ahead and scoot out. You're not less spiritual. Exactly. If you leave than if you stay. Yes. And that's that freeing thing of, yeah, I do need to go. Yeah. But I don't want to have the guilt of, there's three more songs and I should stay. Absolutely. So I love when they do that. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, freedom to stay, freedom to go. Yeah. Now that's in a church setting. I'm not saying you would do that in your home if you really do need all of the people to go. Right. <laughs> I, I was just using that example because it came in my mind. Yeah. No, that's so good. I loved some other examples of just things during the event that she provides in the book. One of them was a way that to engage different guests. And she's talking about these 15 guests and she had them seated around a single table And just giving them like some sort of open-ended theme, such as concept of home. Okay. That was one of the examples. And at some point, everybody has to give some sort of a toast along that theme. Okay. Love it. And to keep things moving, the last person to bring a toast has to sing theirs. That's hilarious. So I'm not going to want to be that person. I don't want to be the person singing. So she was just saying... You know, or another example that she gave was trust. So you have to be really creative to come up with a toast. Yes. That is along the lines of, let's say, the concept of home. But I really felt like that was a good way to get raw real fast in your gatherings. And I love going deep with people. I do too. I don't have time for shallow. You know. (laughs) So I loved that too. And I would say you would probably, as a host, become known if you pull stunts like that very often. Yes. So the first one that I did like that, I would feel better for my guests' perspective to kind of give them maybe some sort of a warning in the invite. To be prepared yeah, because if they just lost their mom and they're not going to be ready for that, yeah, they need to know. Yeah, and she talks about tears mm-hmm. being shed mm-hmm. at you know it's at different toasts that were oh, shared I, at know, events and I'm totally shedding tears. So you we're know. talking about deep things. Yeah, but well, there's so many different things to say. But in that area of the book where she was talking about authority, yes, one thing that I thought was fascinating too was you know in our culture. We so often think of just being relaxed as the good thing. And so I loved one title of a, or one heading on a particular area that was the problem with chill. Yes. And I loved that because you think of being a chilled environment as a good thing. Yes. But there's problems with it when it's all so chill. Yes. So it was kind of nice to say like, okay, we have to have somebody steering the ship here. Absolutely. Or we're just, we might as well just go to Starbucks and sit. Yeah. In the same way that children need boundaries and some rules and guidance. Yeah. Adults do too. Right. We just, even if we kind of buck at the system for a minute, we still need some sort of rules and somebody leading. 
So it's, good. It was so good. That was so convicting as well. I loved that title because I was like, oh, I would want to be a laid back host. I would want to. You don't want it to feel like that you're controlling. Right. Yet somebody's got to steer the thing here. Yeah. So. And I would venture to say upon exiting an event or a gathering, if the guests were asked, how much did you enjoy or how did you feel about X, Y, and Z when there were moments of those? Yes. What, quotes control looked like they actually would end up enjoying it right and i think even to that one event the oasis that i just went to there was a couple of things that we did that when she said we were gonna do them i was like oh gosh uh-huh and then it was awesome yeah 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 so an example of that was she had a lady there who um d- does dance okay and so she was gonna lead us in a dance where we all did this thing together. Well, yeah. I love to dance, yeah. but I didn't know these, most of these people. Sure. I've got an issue going on with my foot. Like, right. am I going to be able to do this? Yeah, I was a little just... like, oh gosh. Yeah. It was so awesome. We did this thing. It was called, I don't know if I should go into the details, but it was so cool. It was called flocking, like how birds. Okay. So she's in the front okay. leading us and we're all, you know how they'll fly and the one yes. in the front. Yeah. So it was like very bonding. Oh, for the group. Like the Because we were formation. just doing this dance. Like simple dance moves. I'm not talking about right. hard this stuff. This isn't hip hop. But it got us moving. Class. It was after we had eaten and stuff. And mm. it was just very bonding. But I'm not going to lie. The first thing I felt was, oh gosh. Wow. Yeah. But then I loved it so much. So yeah. isn't that interesting? If she hadn't pushed me to do that, right. I wouldn't have done it. But yet it was one of my favorite parts. That's so great. There was, I'll share one more specific example from the book that I just loved. This was, and I think you, I, you look so passionate I, right now. I know, that I'll I just, just say there were so many moments when I was reading this book that I thought I'm not creative like that. Like I never would think of that. Well, I think if you spend the time of quieting yourself and actually asking, what is the purpose of right. my event? I do think some creativity will, will flourish. They will. I just think we're, like I said at the beginning, we're on so much autopilot that we don't give even room for the creativity. But this was so crea- creative. So this was a Christmas party, okay? I think I have this written down. Yeah. So this is one of Priya Parker's friends, and the host had um, Christmas party guests send copies of two photos of happy moments from the past year. I want to do this. I literally have chills as I'm talking about this. As a, as a surprise, when guests arrived, the host had decorated the Christmas tree with all of the photos. And after everyone arrived, they had a festive cocktail around the tree, sharing stories, starting the party on a personal and reflective note. I mean, if that's not the most beautiful thing, and all of the attendees felt seen, yeah, celebrated, yeah, they got to share a little bit about, and is that not going to put you in a great mood if well, you're talking about the two great moments of the year? I was going to say, and they're already set up in a good light because they're the ones that chose those photos, right? You know, so they have good memories to share about them. And I just loved this so much because it might not, some might be bigger life events. Maybe somebody had a baby Mm -hmm. and mine was just that I paid off that one bill. Right. But (laughs) it was a big for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you never know by you sharing that, that might have somebody else go, oh, I did that. I didn't think about that. That was a big moment for me too. I did something similar, you know, which now you've got connectedness within your group. Yeah. 
amazing so much that's not that difficult to do either no and i just was thinking everybody's gonna be in a good mood it's gonna be unifying to right hear the stories and well that was brilliant too because so many people are only used to seeing their photographs in digital format so even people that don't print photos were going oh i love that photo even more now seeing it up on the tree or and i don't remember if she said this, but how cute would that be if that was the farewell gift too? Aww. If you had that, if you had it framed in a cute in little ornament. ornament, I mean, come on now you've not just done it for the talk, but now they have a farewell gift. Spoiler you, alert on our next Christmas party. And you can kick them out when you're ready. That's right. Take your ornament <laughs> on your way out. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Anything else um, that stood out from the yes. book? Okay. So one other thing that blew me away, and I thought about an event that we've gone to on an annual basis. She talked about this event where um, there was a, a small group that all had a common goal of wanting to get to know different neighborhoods in yes. New York. I loved this. And so they're, they set aside an occasional Saturday. Mm-hmm. Was it monthly? I can't remember. But it was an occasional Saturday where they literally would pick a neighborhood. And you, if you commit to coming, you're committing to a full day. Yeah. I think theirs was like 10 or 12 hours. It was 12 hours. And this is not neighborhood that we in the South think of neighborhood in terms of like a suburban residential neighborhood. This is like a New York suburb. So like an entire Soho area. Or- yeah. They're picking one and tackling yes. it for a 12-hour period. Yes. Now, what was so brilliant about that to me was you are committing to not be on your phone. Yeah. Not be, you know, totally distracted with phone calls and social media and all that. You're literally committing to each other in this new neighborhood. Yeah. And that in and of itself opens up yep. a huge yep. opportunity of... Um, the freedom of the time. Yes. So if we go in this bakery to get a croissant, we have the time to talk to the owner. Exactly. We have the time to talk to that person who's um, on crutches yes. about what's going on with their body. Yes. Or, yeah. you know, to actually like sow some time into people. Yes. And for their good and for your own, mm-hmm. you're going to hear their story mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Often when we're just going about, dinner with a friend, we don't have time to talk to the people who are right in our midst. Right. But it reminded me of just a once a year event that we're always invited to called Fall Outing. Yes. Where this gal is such a great host, yes. hostess. And she takes the time to prepare a full day of activity, going to a pumpkin patch, going to an apple orchard, yes. having lunch at this country restaurant. Yeah. But when you commit to come, you're committing to, we're going to go hit all these different places all day long. Yeah. And commit to it and be present and know all of it's taken care of for you. Like it's already been planned. It's planned out. You just show up. So you can be present. You don't have to check your phone to get directions to the next place. Like she has mapped it all out for you. So it is quite an experience. Yeah. I loved that. And it made me want to do it. Mm -hmm. Like find a little group. Yeah. That would want to yeah. have occasional Saturdays yeah. to go explore yeah. and enjoy each other, enjoy new things. I just loved that. But that's a time commitment. I yeah. mean, it might not be easy to find people who are willing to give a 12-hour yeah. day. Yeah. But gosh, the fun that can be I had. I love it. I love it. Well, 
awesome book. I mean, I just, I can't recommend it enough because I think there are tidbits in it for newbie host that's willing to open their home or about to tackle their first gathering or event or dinner party to so quote unquote expert. Yeah. We can all grow absolutely in how we gather and so well done, Priya Parker. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay, well, if you uh, if you're still listening, we have appreciated sharing the table with you today. And if you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Steel Magnolias Podcast. We host or put up all kinds of additional pieces of hospitality yes, related things photos of things that we're cooking and things that we're up to so y'all have a good week tell us about your events and your ideas too that feeds my soul absolutely hearing about what your you listeners are doing great ideas so